0: Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast, followed by a reflection. The Life of St. Philip Neri by Antonio Galonio, Section 13, Chapter 157. The Love Which Gregory 14th Had for Philip. Here I must tell you how much Gregory XIV loved Philip, both as Cardinal and as Pope. He was very fond of him and took great delight in his company. He always welcomed him with a smiling, cheerful face and hugged him affectionately. Nor would he allow him to stand in his presence or talk about anything until he sat down and put his beretta on. One day the Pope was rushing to embrace him as usual, and I was there. He burst out into these words. Oh, how fortunate you are. You have far surpassed us in holiness, Father, even if we outrank you in rank and power, being as we are the vicar of Christ on earth. There are some very high-ranking cardinals of the Holy Roman Church present, who under that pontificate used to pay great attention to Philip and were also delighted with his company. These were Gabriele Cardinal Pagliatti, Fra Michele Bonelli of Alessandria, Giulio Antonio Santoro, Alessandro de' Medici, Agostino Valliere, and Vincenzo Lauro. And in addition, there was Ippolito Cardinal Alobrandini, the major penitentiary, who is today responsible for governing the church with such a reputation for holiness and wisdom distinguished under the name of Clement VIII. Then there was Gerolamo della Rovere, Archbishop of Turin, Scipio Gonzaga, Federico Bormeo, Giovanni Francesco Morsini, Agostino Cusano, Guido Pepoli, Paolo Camillo, Svondrato, Antavio Paravicini, and some others. Indeed, Philip was always held in great esteem and respect by these popes, the senior cardinals, and the principal laymen. But he was never elated by these honors, for he made no account of transitory things, thinking always of eternal honors and eternal glory, for which he longed so much. So much for what Philip did under Gregory the Fourteenth. Now we must pass on to what he did under Pope Innocent IX, who was elected Pope on the 29th of October, 1591, and reigned for two months. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen most sacred heart of jesus teacher of teachers have mercy on us st philip neri apostle of rome gentle guide of youth vessel of the holy ghost pray for us in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen what are honors well sometimes we speak about honors in terms of education or he got honors at school or He took an honors course, but in general, the word just means some kind of recognition of excellence, some kind of external manifestation that we've done something well. So if they honor someone as a great painter or they honor someone as a good teacher or they honor someone as a faithful physician or loyal service, there's some kind of external recognition of the excellence that a sermon has, or for the job they've done. And so how does the Pope honor a very distinguished priest, layman in the church, bishop? Well, one of the things he did was he made them a cardinal. And this is the way of telling the whole world how much service this person had done, and that then the person would be a special advisor to the Pope, and be chosen to elect the next pope. So tonight we're hearing about the death of Gregory the Fourteenth, and the election of Innocent the Ninth, who lived only two months, and then have another pope soon after the. Year. So 1591 was a, a year of three popes. But the the point is that these honors that the pope could give, ecclesiastical honors, are very difficult to manage. And there's other kinds of honors. There's honors in every, every institution, every family, every organization. There are ways in which this, the society will honor those who do great service for it. And that's good. It's human. It's very natural. What is the virtue, though, that will enable us to handle these things well? For example, there's a virtue that helps us to deal with food named temperance. There is a virtue that helps us to be self control with drinking, sobriety. There's a virtue that helps us deal with our anger. That's patience. There is a virtue that helps us deal with how to punish people. That's gentleness. There's a virtue that helps us deal with our desire to do things in an intimate way with someone else. We call that chastity. There's there's something that helps us deal with our desires for money. We call it, uh, well, there's the vice of avarice, but there's the virtue of magnificence if you're doing lots of uh, big gifts to people, okay? So, um, but basically a justice. So what is the virtue that helps us handle honors? Well, it's the virtue of magnanimity. Great-souledness. And what Galonio is telling us tonight is that St. Philip was very magnanimous. Magna, Latin for great. Animus means soul or mind. So great-souledness. Magnanimity. This is the virtue that makes us want to do great things for God. But it's the virtue that wants honors in the right way okay that helps us deal with honors magnanimity does not deny that there is something great or excellent in us it doesn't deny that there is some honor that should be given to us but what does magnanimity do when it comes from the lord magnanimity makes us recognize that whatever excellence we have whatever gift we have is not from ourselves but from god and it makes us recognize that the true honor is in heaven the true honor is when god will say to us well done good and faithful servant the true honor is to be friend of god to be one of his chosen ones and so in a human way sure we can be recognized for something we've done for the church we can be made a cardinal. When St. Bonaventure was made a cardinal, he was washing the dishes. And the Pope's representatives came with the red hat to say, you've been made a cardinal. You know what Bonaventure said? He said, oh, put the hat over there on the bush and I'll get it when I'm finished. In other words, he was not elated by these honors. And Philip wasn't either. The Pope many times tried to make Philip a cardinal and he kept pushing it away but he kept the hat and would throw it in the air and play around with it and any ambitious young man ambitious people want honors that's what they do they want honors they're desirous of being honored and philip would know when they were coming he would take the hat and throw it in the air and they'd come in he was he'd say paradiso paradiso you know in other words He knew that some people think the real paradise is being like at the center of the action, being at the center where decisions are made, being the kind of key player of it all. And Philip said, no, that's not it. So transitory things like like being even Pope. (laughs) Innocent the Ninth was Pope for two months. The top of the political chain in a way, the church, the world, two months, it passes. And then for all eternity, what? follows then so we have to ask for the grace to be magnanimous we have to ask for that grace it balances out humility magnanimity makes us want to do great things for the lord great things that are in accord with the gifts that he's given us so we have to know what we're capable of and it also makes us able to despise the honors of this world to not be slaves to them so how does humility help us well humility makes us recognize our defects humility enables us to see the good gifts in other people and so we have to pray for both magnanimity to push us on to not be small-souled and say, oh, I can't do that. That's beyond me. No, it's not. Go for it. He's with you. Don't be afraid. But then sometimes people say, oh, I that's for me. And humility says, no, it's not. So we need to recognize the gifts the Lord's given us, but also the defects. And to recognize that God has given gifts to other people too. And so we... And the recognition of that, we lower ourselves before what the Lord has done in other people. And if every single person we meet, we can find that they have some gift that we don't have, some thing that the Lord has done for them they haven't done for us. And that way, we recognize them as greater. Lord, give us the desire above all to be your servant and to go to heaven where our true honor is to be found. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.